All right, today I wanna to talk to you about hiring. I wanna to talk to you about the hiring decision and choosing between things like freelancers, agencies, and in-house employees when you're looking at bringing on copywriting and marketing talent. I have a lot of thoughts. I have actually a lot of experience here. I worked in a marketing department where I hired a team underneath me. I worked in a copywriting team where I became the copy chief and I worked on uh, recruiting and hiring different copywriting talent there. I've run my own agency. I've been a freelancer. I've uh, worked through agencies. I, you know, I've, I've kind of taken almost every role in this that you can imagine. And so I have a lot of experience to share with you here. Uh, but first, I wanna share something that I think you'll find a little bit funny. Uh, so I was at AWAI a few years back and uh, Rebecca Matter was up on stage. She was talking about, I don't know, opportunities in copywriting, et cetera. And uh, she said, she was, she was basically talking about freelance copywriters versus uh, like opportunities that you were gonna see at the job fair. And it was opportunities for freelance copywriters and opportunities for in-house copywriters, except for kind of as a joke, she threw in, there's opportunities for in-house copywriters, there's opportunities for out-house copywriters. And then a little bit later in the day, Someone came to her and said, I'm looking for an opportunity to be an outhouse copywriter. And the joke, if you don't know, an outhouse is a toilet outside of a house or, you know, sometimes in the woods, it's a pit toilet. It's not an opportunity for copywriters. What she was talking about was being a freelancer. But... <laughs> Oh, you know, sometimes, sometimes I, I suppose that's a, a reminder of why we have to be a little bit careful when we use jargon without defining it in our marketing copy, because if we use jargon and people don't get it, there might be some misinterpretation. <laughs> okay. Um, so for real hiring copywriters and marketers can be a challenge. You definitely want the best talent. You want a good team working with you. You want a good individual, right, working with you. And, you know, as a business owner or as a marketing leader within your department, you want a great deal, right? You want you want somebody who's who you're uh, basically buying money at a discount because the marketing role should be a profit center. It should be like going all the way back to Claude Hopkins, scientific advertising, marketing is sales multiplied through media, right? And so you want the person who creates marketing for you to be generating more revenue, many times over more revenue than their actual cost of employment, right? Um, and, and that does not mean necessarily cheap or expensive, right? It's, it is cheap if they're generating way more revenue than their cost, and it is expensive if they are generating way less revenue than their cost. Ultimately, what you're looking for, and I think what most people who are presenting themselves as copywriters and marketers to be hired are looking for is the best result. Uh, everybody wants the best result here, right? It can still be a challenge. I, I definitely know. Uh, so let's first, let's talk about hiring freelancers. Um, uh, th there can be a few reasons to hire freelancers. One, oftentimes the, the very best talent if they are available, they're not available as a full-time employee. They're not available. You know, like the way that you get them is by hiring them as a freelancer. Now, what that 
actual relationship looks like through time can can look very different. They could be a freelancer and be with you for years for many projects. They could be a freelancer and be with you for one project. But most really good talent, uh, especially in freelance copy or especially in direct response copywriting, eh, they want to be independent. They want the freedom that is uh, possible through copywriting. And so usually you can only get them as a freelancer. Um, another reason that you might want to hire freelancers is if you feel like your need is temporary, right? Uh, I want I want one particular, I, if, for example, I have a client that likes to kind of cycle the voice of the different promotions. They don't want to be over-reliant on one copywriter, one copywriter's voice, one copywriter's perspective, one copywriter's um, either entrenched per perspective or whatever perspective on the products, the, the industry, the marketplace. They want copywriters bringing in a fresh voice and a fresh perspective on a regular time or on a regular uh, basis. And so what they're looking for is, okay, I want this copywriter for this project and I might hire that same copywriter again three months, six months down the road, but I want this copywriter for this project and it's a temporary need and maybe I'll come back, right? And that's a great example of when you might want to hire a freelancer. Another reason you might hire freelancers is if you want to test the talent before making a bigger commitment. So one of my, like, I actually say that my last full-time job was in 2010, but shortly afterwards, um, I actually landed a freelance gig with a financial publisher. And then um, I landed three more freelance projects with them. And then by the time we got to the end of the second one, they just made me a job offer. And, um, and it was a, basically an ongoing deal, but I became, you know, for tax status, I became an employee and I got health insurance and all of that. But when they looked at, at hiring copywriters, they were really looking to build their team. And they knew that one way that they could do that was to build the relationships through freelancing and then develop the team um, you know, move people in house if it was, if it made sense, right? And so hiring freelancers can be great from a lot of different perspectives. It can also be challenging because oftentimes freelancers certainly have a reputation across the board as being uh, the most flaky, the least professional. And that's true or not true, depending on the, the freelancer and depending on who knows what factor going on. Um, you know, when you're, when you're either dealing with someone who is there constantly with you or someone who's part of a bigger structure like an agency, there is a level of management and professionalism that happens there that does not necessarily happen for a freelancer, right? And you can still deal with flaky employees and you can still deal with flaky agencies. I'm not saying you can't there either. They're all human beings and human beings are prone to being flaky. Um, but freelancers definitely have the biggest reputation for that. Um, now, a big reason why you might want to hire a freelancer is affordability. You, instead of saying, you know, I'm going to hire this, I don't know, high level marketing talent for, you know, six figures a year, multiple six figures per year and make that commitment plus insurance plus you know all the payroll stuff all of that versus hey i can outsource this project to this freelancer for ten thousand twenty thousand dollars whatever it is forty thousand fifty thousand dollars depending on the level of the talent 
I can outsource this, but then I recognize that that is a uh, fixed and contained cost versus the ongoing cost of employment. Uh, now, when you are hiring freelancers, you might want to consider, you know, do I want to take this on, take this person on on a project basis versus a retainer basis? So a project is, uh, for example, something I'm completing with the client right now, VSL, supporting copy, all of that. And there is a clear scope of work. It's defined. There's a fee for it. There's a royalty also based on performance. But it is, it's a one-time engagement, right? Versus the retainer is, hey, I need this ongoing help. And so I'm going to look for someone who's able to provide, let's say, you know, it could be defined by scope of work, but it may be scope of work on a monthly basis, or it may be a certain number of hours on a monthly basis or whatever. But the, the whole point is um, I need help on an ongoing basis versus I need help on a project basis. And you have to figure out what's going to work for you, right? So you want to hire an agency, especially like if you want a team. Like if you want to tap into the power of a whole team that's working together on your behalf, that's when you start to look at agencies. So for example, a friend of mine, Chris Wright, has an agency called Your Conversion Partners. Uh, he's been interviewed on Breakthrough Marketing Secrets before. I've actually done client work through him. And he has this great process where he's got actually two teams working on every project. And the first team is actually the creation of the promotion of the campaign of the funnel, whatever. and. Um, and there is at least a copy chief and, a, and the copywriter working on that. Um, and s sometimes multiple copywriters involved with the project. But that team works to actually get everything ready for launch. And then he has another team, and this is all mapped out in his processes. He has an, another team that actually comes in after the launch for any kind of testing, any kind of optimization, any kind of improvement, any kind of additional copy needs that are gonna come up. And it's this whole bigger process. And of course, like, you're gonna have to pay more. And his is exclusively a creative agency. We haven't even talked about media buying. His is exclusively, okay, we create these conversion systems and we help you um, make sure that those conversion systems are successfully launched and then optimized after launch, and we continue to partner with you through time, right? There is an associated cost, right? If I do a project through Chris, the cost is higher than if I do a project through, now I'm not actually looking for any copywriting work. I'll talk to you about that in a second, but um, I'm not looking for any copywriting work today, but in the past when I've said, hey, uh, you know, do you want me to do this through Chris or do you want me to do this myself? Um, the, the, the client has to make a decision. Do I want all of the benefits of the team and the associated cost or do I want, you know, just Roy as a freelancer, right? And if there's trust with Roy as a freelancer, that's great. Uh, but if you don't necessarily have trust with the freelancer, you might consider an agency and maybe they work with freelancers on a project basis. So they get to deal with the headaches and the management and all of that for you. If your need goes beyond creative, it may make sense to look at an agency that um, that is able to, for example, help you with media buying, help you with AdWords ads, and, and or it's not AdWords anymore, Google ads and uh, Facebook ads and whatever particular ads they might be a specialist in and that may match with your audience, right? The audience you're looking for. And so if, if you need those additional capabilities, having an integrated team that involves both the, the creative and the media buying can be really helpful, right? Uh, and like I said, there's a, there's a premium cost that you may have to incur to have a team at your disposal. Uh, but 
but it's often for a reason. There's often a good reason. Uh, if it's a well-run agency, they're going to be more professional, have, have more of a process, have um, more capability to stay on top of a lot of the project management. Whereas with a freelancer, you're going to be in charge of more of the ongoing management of that talent. Um, and again, you know, if you want traffic, uh, if you want creative, if you want mixed, like you want um, someone who's able to do the creative and provide the traffic and all of that, and you're just providing the products, the services, the offers that they sell, and some kind of vision and direction, and like you have the brand in the marketplace, yeah, then, then maybe you want a more comprehensive agency. Again, like I'm just helping you think through the different components of this. I'm not telling you one is right versus another because you have to decide what's right for you. Okay, third option, we talked about freelancers, we talked about agencies, now it's time to talk about hiring in-house talent as copywriters, marketers. And um, admittedly, there, you know, there have been companies, especially under like the Agora umbrella, a billion dollar plus publishing empire in financial and, and health publishing for consumer related products, right? Um, they almost exclusively for a very long time were hiring in-house teams of copywriters. So they wouldn't hire freelancers. And I had to make a decision. Uh, do I want to move to Baltimore or Florida where I can go work with one of these teams in-house, which would have been a great opportunity, but it wasn't a fit for me. Or do I want to be a freelancer and maybe not have access to that? Uh, eventually I did, um, but initially I didn't and not have access to that. And for them, the decision to build teams in-house in Baltimore, in Florida, where they were based um, with their multiple locations, that was advantageous over hiring freelancers, even if the freelancers out there were the highest level talent. And then once somebody had a reputation with them, they maybe let them move out. But especially for the first you know, one to three years as talent, they made sure that that person was working in-house to develop their, their capabilities and skills. So you may want to hire in-house if you're thinking longer term about the growth of your team especially, but then also about about your business because you're, you're building this team, you're building this capability in-house. Um, if you want to build a culture, right? If it's not just, okay, we're going to release a bunch of promotions, we're going to have a bunch of offers, we're going to have a bunch of funnels, right? But if you want to build more of a team culture, uh, you know, having longer retention of your marketing talent is definitely, um, it, it, it's helpful with that, right? Uh, if you want more control over the output, uh, so, you know, you can typically with freelancers and agencies, you're like defining scope of work and they do it. And um, there's there's a feedback process, et cetera. But if you really want to get in there and, um, and and manage, OK, today we need three new advertorials that we can test on paid traffic by the end of the day. Right. And let's get in there. And I need you guys to work uh, until, and you know, I need you guys to have these done by 5 p.m. Uh, guys, not gender specific, uh, guys and ladies, whatever. But uh, I need you to do these things by this time. Right. That is very much more uh, that, that very much falls under the employee role. And it's a lot easier to do when you have an in-house team. And and I will say, like, I'm saying in-house, but it's not necessarily geographically contained. But it but it is more defined as a team of employees versus a team of outsiders, right? It is worth considering the total cost of employment. Uh, I learned very early on as a marketer, I said, oh, my salary is this, right? 
but it was pointed out to me, no, there's all of these additional items associated with, you know, paying for insurance and paying for all of the employment taxes and all of that. And so the total compensation was higher, right? And as an employer, you figure that out, right? You figure out that the freelancer has a set cost and you say, okay, I'm going to send you this $20,000 and that defines the financial scope of our relationship. Not even getting into royalties with that. But as an employee, there are lots of different factors. There's, you know, retirement accounts and all of that stuff that factors into the cost of having that person on your team. Now, if you are looking to hire in-house, there is kind of a, there's a gray area. Um, so you could think about, okay, do I want a few people on maybe retainer? I could have essentially fractional copywriters, right? I could have a few copywriters who each have different responsibilities, but it is designed as more of an ongoing relationship. And the plan is, um, maybe that I'm not their only client, right? And I'm going to limit it to make sure I'm not their only client for, maybe some tax and legal reasons that I'll talk about in a second, but I have them on retainer and I'm getting consistent service with them and they're a part of the team and all of that's going on versus do I want them to be a full-time employee or even a part-time employee, whatever it is, and have them be a member of the team either in my office or distributed across the country or uh, potentially around the world. Um, so, so considering all of those elements, it's more about this ongoing commitment. Hey, I'm bringing you on. You're part of the team versus I'm bringing you on to add this capability to the team on a temporary basis, which I think most freelancers and agencies, as much as they want to partner with you on an ongoing basis or may want to, um, that's always considered more of a temporary engagement than becoming more of an employee. Uh, no matter who you hire. Uh, one thing is you want to consider the tax and legal implications. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not uh, an accountant or CPA. I'm not trying to tell you specifically what defines an employee versus what defines a contractor, but you need to know what defines an employee and contractor. Um, in the U.S., some of the decisions or some of the factors that might um, impact this are things like, are you contracting with a business versus are you contracting with an individual? Do they have multiple clients, right? Uh, do you have control over their schedule? Do they have to be at a certain place at a certain time? Um, or do you define their work week, right? Now, there can be an agreement, so that can start to be some gray area, right? Um, but if you have control over their schedule, they're an employee. Uh, and you can have the IRS come back and, and uh, you can get in a little bit of trouble for that. And so just talk to your lawyer, talk to your CPA, you know, what, what are the tax and legal implications for different hiring decisions? And those can help you decide what you're going to have to go with. Uh, now, aside from all of that, I recommend a higher, slow, fire, fast process, meaning you really want to make sure that you are bringing the right person on and hiring slow. I mean, you could be hiring them for, for small test projects, uh, having a trial period, right? So the bigger the commitment, the more you want to uh, put that commitment behind 
a series of obstacles that have to be overcome for that person to qualify to actually become part of the team, right? Um, and then during that period, part of what you're doing is you're giving yourself the capability to fire fast. So if you have like a small test project before somebody gets started, or you have a 90 day trial period before somebody is part of an ongoing commitment, then that allows you, if you set success criteria during that to say, okay, this isn't working out. Uh, therefore, we're going to sever this during the trial period versus something that looks more like uh, traditional employment and unemployment. Uh, make sure you communicate clearly about expectations, whether they're a freelancer or agency in-house. You need to define success. You need to tell them what done looks like. All of that because that's going to allow them to fulfill your expectations, right? If you don't communicate your expectations, they're not going to fulfill them. And make sure you define success. Define what success looks like, but give them leeway over how. Your employees or your contractors will be much happier if they feel like they are practicing mastery of their craft versus being told exactly what to do. And if you hire good talent, they're not going to accept being told exactly what to do and how to do it. So you help them set goals, you set goals along with them, you define what success looks like, you say, this is what the finished product needs to be, right? You outsource and delegate effectively, and then you trust them to bring their talent to the forefront and to create success with you on that to achieve your predetermined goals. So my call to action for you at the end of this episode, number one is to ask yourself how you can use this. You know, uh, you know what did this inform, uh, how did this inform you about the hiring decision, about the hiring process, right? Make sure you like and subscribe if you want more content like this delivered to you. I have traditionally talked more towards the copywriters, towards the marketing talent, but I'm also going to make sure that in the uh, next few weeks, months, years, I'm creating more talent or more content for entrepreneurs, for business owners who are managing the marketing team, uh, in part because I'm shifting my role. I'm shifting my role from copywriter to fractional CMO. Uh, I've done this for a long time. I've brought up marketing talent, I've been a copy chief, I've been a leader of marketing teams, and I'm just looking for a couple clients who would be interested in working with me uh, in that capacity where I'm not a full-time CMO for you, so I'm not full-time employee, all of that. I'm working with a couple clients to help them lead their teams to greatness in their marketing, generate more leads, customers, sales, profits, marketing success. Uh, you know, you define the metrics and I help make it happen as an inside leader in your team. That information is now available at royfer.com. I'll include the link in the description. And if you want to either send your team to develop marketing talent, or if um, you personally want to develop your copywriting and marketing talent, I will also include a link to my streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. It's called BTMS Insiders, BTMS being short for Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, which is what this episode is. Again, I'm Roy Furr. Check the links in the description for more, and I will catch you again in the next episode. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.